stuff. Welcome to episode number 230 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, talk to Micah Forsyth from Da 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 and the Dinos. And it's all about the funk, and it's all about soul. And I think you're going to like hearing from Micah and hearing about the project that he's involved with and all of the amazing funky music that his band's doing that they're making for families accessible funk accessible soul for families did you like that clip you just heard yeah i bet you did i bet you did because it was funky and you know how we feel about funky stuff at the good stuff kids podcast we love it and that song is called they all ask for you and we talk about that song and so much more from da 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 and the dinos first EP release came out in 2018. You can hear about it. And you can hear that full song at the end of the episode. Think you got good stuff? Micah thought he had good stuff. He was right. He reached out. He emailed me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. And yeah, guess what happened after that? We scheduled an interview. And then guess what we did? We had the interview and we talked and we recorded it. And now it's this interview that you're about to hear. For all the past episodes, go to goodstuffpod.com. You want to reach me on social media? Is that your thing? That's cool. The at symbol, Good Stuff Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Here is Micah Forsyth from Da 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 and the Dinos. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good it's a pleasure on a, uh, a balmy Wednesday night in the dog days. Oh, no, it's Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, already already off to a confusing start. As we were saying just a second ago, we're 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 dads and parents, and things get a little fuzzy and a little hazy around the nine o'clock hour. Uh, but it's a balmy night, a Thursday, dog days of summer. But that's not important because I'm fired up to talk to Micah Forsyth from Da 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 and the Dinos. I am having a very hard time saying this because I am so tired. But Micah, welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you this evening? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. All right. Totally. So let's, uh, I like to set the scene. I like to know uh, where the people are that, that we're talking to for the podcast. So so where are you right now? Yeah, so I live in Philadelphia. Um, right now, I just got home. I was at work all day but at the studio, but I just got home. And so I'm just sitting in my living room on the couch. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Ending my, my day. Right, nice place to be. So when you say in the studio, yeah. what, is, what does that mean? So I, my full-time job is I'm an audio engineer, so I do recording and production, uh, mostly recording, uh, mix, recording and mixing work um, for mostly music uh, for bands and artists. I also do some sound for film work and things like that. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so I have a small recording studio that I you know share with a partner, and that's what I do when I'm not watching my son. <laughs> so in other words, you're living the dream. Got it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's, you know, like everything in life, it's everything's a balance. You know, yeah. I, I get to have a lot of fun in the studio and make music, but uh, you know, the, the guys on Wall Street have, have much bigger houses than I do. <laughs> well, yeah. it's not, it's not about the size of the house; it's the size of the house and the yeah. dog or 
you know, something like that. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like that. <laughs> whatever the How same. many instruments are in the house? Yeah, the, uh... yeah, right? Like, we've got a lot of instruments. And those Wall Street guys, That's right. they have none. So, um, <laughs> yeah, probably not very many. <laughs> or maybe like a kazoo. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so music, I'm guessing, and, and I don't think this is too much of a stretch or too much going out on a limb, has, has probably been a big part of your life for a long time. Um, and I'm guessing that before we get to da 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 and the dinos, there, there's a there's a bit of musical history, and I I think it's so cool to hear about where people are coming from to to get to the point where they make a record that's designed for for families. So, what's a bit of your okay. musical history? Yeah, I mean, you like you said, I've been basically making music my entire life. Uh, yeah, my dad's always been a, my mom as well, but mostly my dad's always been a fan of music. Um, and I started playing music when I was pretty young as well. I think I started in probably first or second grade. Um, I played flute for many years. Um, and then I started in high, in high school, I started playing bass um, and a little bit of keys and saxophone, you know, kind of basic, but, you know, thinking about what instruments are like. Um, and yeah, and then I kept that going in college. I started using a computer to make music and figured out what audio engineering was and then went down that path and ended up doing that for a career. Huh. So I've been making music in one way or the other, again, for essentially my entire life. Yeah. So what's your primary instrument? It sounds like you've got a wide variety of instruments that you play. Like, yeah, so like, actually, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I mean, actually, these days I don't really play at all. Um, huh. You know, that's kind of how I got into music. I grew up playing uh, instruments, but by the time I was about 19 or 20, I really slowed down. I started playing more keys then, like I said, I, was, I started getting into beat making production on the computer for hip hop music. Um, so for that, I used a lot of keyboard stuff, um, gear like that. But um, I got out of playing live music for a long time. And then after college, once I kind of even did what kind of got out of production and settled more on, an art, on engineering specifically, then I really was playing almost no instruments at all. Um, so, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I have a background in that, but I don't really do it anymore. And these days, you know, I just essentially, especially when I, I have, uh, when I'm not engineering and I do, I'm doing production work, I work with a par- partner who is a drummer, um, named Amar Marshall. And we have a huge, uh, group of friends and musicians and collaborators who we work with in the city of Philadelphia who are just absolutely, I mean, world-class musicians, um, you know, not only do I think that, but they, you know, tour nationally, internationally, <laughs> and are in bands that go all over and play for everybody. So they're they're, they're excellent musicians, and uh-huh. you know, way better than I ever could be or would be or anything like that. So, you know, these days my job is to be in the control room and press all the buttons. And when I need instruments played, I ha- I'm very blessed to have people that I can get in touch with who can come in and you know do an absolutely uh, mind blowing job. As hopefully you can hear on the album. Yeah, everybody on the album is is a friend and collaborator that me and my partner Anwar work with on a regular basis. Uh-huh. So when I had the idea for the project, I just called him up and had him come down to the studio uh, to cut for us. So huh. yeah, that's kind of my regular crew of people that I work with. So again, these days I play almost none at all because I got I I know I'm lucky to have such great talented friends. Wow. To, come in and help me out huh so that, well that's interesting that's an interesting uh sort of angle um in terms of, of putting together a record for for families it's new to me so i'm excited to sort of peel this back um a little yeah. bit so what i mean we, we've talked you know a couple times we, we've mentioned the fact that we're both dads but and, and i know that that's a a big 
influence in terms of how we view music for kids and families. But was there a specific instance that sort of drew you to this side of the music world? To the to yeah. children's music specifically? Yeah. 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 So yes and no. Um, so basically, you know, I, I, there's this one song on the album called They All Ask For You. Um, that's a cover of the me- a Meters song by that name. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I heard, I've been, most of the music I've listened to, I've been a fan of for a long time. It's kind of soul funk music. I also listen to a lot of hip hop um, and blues music, but soul and funk is kind of my main thing. Um, so I've, you know, been listening to They All Ask For You by the Meters for a really long time. Um, you know, I heard it for the first time probably when I was like 12 or 13. Um, so when I started listening to it around that time, my first thought, thought about it when I heard it was this would make a great camp song. I used to work at an amazing summer camp and go to an amazing summer camp called Camp Dark Waters um, in Medford, New Jersey. And so when I first heard that song, I was like, oh, I got to make this a camp song. It's already you know, has like call and response. There's animals in it. It's a simple song form. Like it's got, this is a camp song. Uh-huh. Um, but I never got around to actually doing that, but it was always in my head as like, this song is an amazing funk song, but real, it's clearly a kid song. It should be used for that purpose more. Huh. Um, so anyway, then, you know, I ended up having a career in music and I, you know, after producing music for, you know, bands and artists for long enough that I had this kind of, you know, group of people around me who I could call and use for projects that didn't have a lot of money up front. Um, then I was sort of thinking, oh, you know what? I could I could make music I want to exist. I could make real funk and soul music uh, with kids in mind. Huh. Well, um, so, uh, yeah. you know, no, no offense to everybody else out there, but, you know, my goal was really to approach a children's music project the way you approach a, you know, a more commercial project, you know, uh-huh. a, a project that has, you know, a more full budget, more full production. And, you know, obviously yeah. some children's music is blessed to do that, but a lot of children's music these days is made by smaller artists and it's, it's hard to do that. But because I'm a studio owner and an audio engineer and a producer, I'm in a unique position to be able to create that, that production style for less. Yeah, um, definitely. So that was kind of my goal. Yeah, I mean, you, you those resources and make some real music for kids. Yes, it's, uh, you have production values that are sort of that you've been honing for a long time, you know, like when people get into the studio for the first or, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth time, it, it's, it's can be overwhelming, you know, and it, and it, and it can feel like the pressure's on, you know, cause there's a time Absolutely. limit and there's a budget limit. But yep. when you exactly. are, when it's like your second home, right? Like it's like your second, second nature to be, yep. It, it, that changes the game immensely. I love that. I did, actually didn't know that they all asked for you as a meter song. Um, I've also been. Yep. Every song on there is a cover, except for, except yeah, no, every song's on there a cover except the intro. That's like the six second little jingle thing. Right. Everything's a cover. Right. Um, so, um, okay. So, so the meters are a big influence, and that's um, yes. you know. In uh, in memory of Art Neville, who re- recently passed away, uh, that's a yes. big, big loss to the New Orleans and general music world. Um, so, tell me yeah. about the the other songs. I mean, there's definitely a sound. There's definitely so it definitely gets funky. It definitely swings. Um, and, and so, tell me about the songs and and why you chose these particular tracks. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like they all ask for you. Um, once I kind of, if over the last couple of years, once I started thinking about the idea of doing a children's project um, and what it could be, um, I just kind of 
whenever I was listening to music, I would keep that in the back of my head. So, you know, as songs would pop up on shuffle or things like that, and I would hear them, I'd be like, oh, you know what, this this would make a great kid song. This is about a subject that kids like, or the, excuse me, or the song form's very simple, or it has this horn part that's very catchy, and those kinds of things. Um, and then the other thing that was a really big help was once my son Isaac was born, he's only two and a half now, um, so, but, but once he was born, then I was able to kind of field test those ideas. So I was able to take the things that I thought kids would like and play them for him. Mm-hmm. And I could, yeah, I was able to see what types of production and song elements did he respond to? You know, did he like the songs that were lots of singing or did he like the songs that were lots of guitar? Or did he like this type of idea that, so you know, there were little things that I would notice, like um, if there was a section of a song where the instruments, all of the instruments and the vocalists were singing the same melody or playing the same melody at the same time, he really liked that. Um, he liked any song where there was like a large amount of vocals, if there was a big group of background vocals and the lead vocalist all singing together, he liked that. So there was just little things like that that I would huh. kind of notice that any time a song did that, he would and this is when he was really little, you know, like a year or even yeah, younger. Sure. He would like stop and look at the speaker and be like, this is, this something about this is different. Wow. So anyway, so as, as I was listening to these songs, I would start to kind of make a list and I have a list of like, you know, 20 or 30 possible songs. And then a big part of the, the, what helped me pick these, these first four or five, um, how many are on my album? Uh, six songs, five or mm-hmm. five are covers. So anyway, so I helped me pick these five songs. Um, was um, the ability to produce them in the way I wanted. So like I said, like I really wanted to produce these records all out and make sure they sounded and felt and were played by the best musicians and all that kind of stuff. And we had the resources to, to do them right. So one of the things that a lot of soul songs have is horn sections. Um, and that's a, a, a bigger project than just having, you know, bass and guitar and drums. Right. Uh, so that was a big part of my decision making was what songs I thought I could accurately reproduce in a fun way without having to use horns. So wow. between songs my son likes, songs I've been listening to for a long time and things that I thought we could, you know, adequately, you know, perform uh, with the small band. Yeah. it was able to narrow it down to this list you know, right. of, you know, these five songs. So, I mean, I love that there's like some research that you did, you know, like you, oh, yeah. you, you have you kept I, the list. Yeah. I take my music very seriously. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, and again, I still got, I, I, I hope to record a second album in the fall uh-huh. um, of this year. So sometime in the next couple of months, I hope to start recording another one. And I, you know, I've got my songs ready to go for that. I've had those ready to go since before this album huh. was done. So, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm organized on when it comes to soul music. That yeah, I'm, yeah. soul music that I've yeah. from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, and that's I mean <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. I'm ready to go on. Yeah, totally. I mean, we could we could we could dig into that a, a little bit. I think that's really that's really amazing. Um, the uh, so but but like okay, so so all of that I love, and all of that makes so much sense. And and I'm just thinking about this idea of like what you noticed your son's response would be when you were playing things. So I, I like all of the music is, is upbeat and up tempo. However, the, the choices that you made for Frere Jaca, right? So I, th- I think that's the last track on the album and I'm pretty sure it's acapella, yeah. right? And there's two parts. I'm yes, one- it is. So I'm wondering then um, if in your research, there's something that you noticed that, that, 
that your son's response was to something in a certain way that influenced your approach to that piece? So that's a great question. So that, yes, it was two things. One is it was just kind of a personal thing that for, for whatever reason that was, Frere Jaca was the tune and I would make up my own words. I wouldn't usually sing Frere Jaca words, but that was the, the tune, the melody that I would sing to Isaac when I was trying to get him to sleep when he was young and he didn't sleep for the first 18 months of his life. So I spent a lot of time <laughs> oh. trying to get him to sleep. Oh, so my dude. Most of my life was spent <laughs> trying to get him to sleep for 18 months. Yeah. Um, he sleeps now, everybody's um, out there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but okay, for 18 okay. months, he did not. Um, so anyway, so I spent a whole lot of time trying to get him to sleep, a whole lot of time holding him and walking him and, and all those kinds of things. Um, so Frere Jacques just tended to be the melody where I had to just like tune out and sing something to him repetitively and quietly for 45 minutes until he fell asleep. Oh. Frere Jacques was the tune that I would, that I would use. So yeah. that just became a, a, a something personal between me and Isaac that I really liked. And, you know, I, I did not make this project thinking that I was going to take over the world as a children's musician. So it was important to me to make something that Isaac would be able to have and care about and, you know, listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I really did that song for him. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, I'm just blessed to know these amazing musicians. So the woman who sings that song, Elle Morris, is just a close friend of mine. And she's just an absolutely phenomenal musician in every way. She's an incredible arranger and singer and vocal coach and songwriter and anything involving your voice. She does it in an amazing way. Um, so I, you know, like I said, one of the things that I mentioned that I, that I saw him that, that he really responded to was anytime there was kind of a layered of vocal big parts. And that's something that Tasha shines at is harmony heart is writing and building harmonic content. Um, so I, you know, wrote those basic lyrics to to it that she sings at the end, and she wanted to sing the French part as well, and so we kind of combined our ideas, and she, that's really her song. I, you know, I asked, I said, oops, I just started, that's one of the songs on my phone. Um, so that was really, um, so it was really her song. I, you know, I essentially came to her with the idea, I said, yeah, would you please sing a song? Could you make it around with yourself and add some harmony? And that, that was the, all, the only direction I gave to Tasha, and yeah. she came up with this amazing piece yeah. by herself in about 15 minutes in the vocal yeah, That's so great. And I love and, the, yeah. I mean, look, there's lots of versions of Frere Jaca out in the world, you know, yeah. like lots. And, yeah. and I talked to someone a while back who like did this like really amazing like guitar melodic line arrangement, which is so great. And and yeah. it's just so cool. And, and this is where, where you come into this is it's so cool to have the song that people know. Right. But I love the reason that you chose to put this on the record. Right. And I love the personal meaning that it has to you. And I also think it says a lot about you that you were able to, you know, have your friend come in and you have this a deep attachment to it, whether it's like always a, a positive attachment or not always because it's something <laughs> to get your kid to sleep. But you were able to be like, OK, like here's 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 the, the vision that I have for it. So go do your thing. And then, you know, you have the, the relationship and the trust and, and just the ability to go with the flow that you, uh, you, the outcome is what it is on this record. So, so yeah. you, you mentioned, uh, briefly, like what's going to be like, how this is going to go live. Right. So I'm wondering like, the next phase of this question for me is have you been playing these songs live and, and with whom and what are you playing and how's it going? What's the reception? 
so essentially now, um, you know, we, 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 I built this project around, you know, it, it was, it was never meant to be a band essentially because all the, you know, again, that's a whole, having a band is a whole nother battle other than just, you know, making music, you know, getting people to come to the studio for a couple of days to record a project is very different than getting to rehearse and come up with shows and da, 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 da. So, you know, we've, we haven't ever really performed as a whole group. We've done some tiny shows locally for a little, you know, little events for people we know, but that's not really, that was never really the goal of the project. I'm open to that. I've talked to a couple organizations in the city. Just, I've actually had some funny interactions with people in the city where I try, I hit them up to try and get them to use the songs in their children's buildings for you know, museums and things like that. And they thought that I, was asking to play a show so they're like sure what do you charge so i told them what we charge so you know we, we may do some shows um, Good. Okay. but um you know so so if some opportunities you know come to us we're open to that but sure. but you know we're not you know we're not really designed to be a touring actor sure and, sure you know, and, and pushing sure that. Um, really meant to, to you know my, my goal to, to push the, the song digitally you know get people to listen to music at home with yeah, their families with their definitely kids, and as much as possible yeah, yeah and um i'd like to grow some I also have some ideas for, um, uh, I, I, I'm sure other people have done it, but Isaac, when he was young, my son, when he was really young, really liked the, listening to the Pizza Cat books um, that are very popular. And so, you know, they're very musical and they have songs in them. And so there's like audio books of those where somebody reads them and then a band plays the song instead of just somebody singing it. Uh -huh. um, so Isaac really liked that. So I want to do something like that where it's like a story. You know, I come up with a, some kind of children's story that involves music, but when they sing the songs, the soul, the funk band comes in and plays the whole song, and then oh, yeah. it tells the next part that sings the whole. You know, so oh, you know, I want to do some some kind of digital content like that. But um, so I want to kind of grow the digital funk soul music content for children idea. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, again, it'd pretty much be. Uh, kind of pushing that the, the digital digital product yeah. rather than you know live acts. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks. I mean, I think that you know being open to the opportunity is great, and the fact that you've done a few little things <laughs> is is also good, and 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 points to the fact that there's going to be more for sure. So so we talked about they all asked for you. We talked about Frere Jacques. So just break down. I mean, not necessarily break down in like the detailed way, but tell me about like. Yeah. who the original artists were. I'll tell you the song. You tell me the original artist and, and like sort of where it fits into the groove. So let's start with, um, let's start with Memphis train. And I'm not sure if this goes in actual album order. It's just how I'm looking at him right now. But um, t tell me about That's Memphis fine. train. Yeah. Yeah. So Memphis train is a song by an artist named Rufus Thomas. Um, and he is an artist who is on a record label called stacks records. Um, it was based out of Memphis, Tennessee. And that's essentially the music I listen to 90% of the time that I'm listening to music. If I'm going to put on music, it's a lot of the time it's going to be Stax Records, uh, their catalog of either, I have some playlists that are just like their entire catalog and then some more specific artist playlists and things like that. But essentially Stax Records is my entire life of, of listening to music these days. Um, so anyway, um, Rufus Thomas is one of their big acts and he's, like he was like a, a dance artist, you know, all uh -huh. his songs are like dance are dance songs. Um, so he has like, um, walking the dog and then songs like that, that are like just about a dance. Um, and that's most of his music. Huh. Um, so this was just one of his songs that again, just because I've been listening to Stax records, you know, music for, you know, 20 years, 
Um, that's a random record that I know very well. It's probably not very well known to the to the public at large, but sure. to me, I was like, oh yeah, Memphis Train. That's a song. That's a soul song I know about trains. You yeah. know, and some kids, of that made the list right. pretty quickly. And kids um, love trains. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, kid, kids loves trains, and you know, and the and the verses are like counting the. It's like one train, two trains. It's it's just like the whole thing about it. It's just I. It's another one that as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, this is clearly a children's song. Like, this, yeah. I don't know if they meant to do that or not, but it, whether or not it was intended this is the children's song um so we're gonna steal that one nice. uh, so th- that would have made the list pretty quick nice all right so tell me about little turtle dove so little turtle dove um was basically um there's two songs by um this the artist uh what's his name bobby day bobby day um so he sings two songs. He sings many songs, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but he's most famous for uh, what's the other song? Uh, his uh, for his other two famous songs are "Rock and Robin" and "Little Bitty Pretty One." Um, "Rock and Robin" people know the um, Jackson Five or, or yeah Jackson Five uh-huh. version. Um, so anyway, "Little Bitty Pretty One" was essentially the song I wanted to do. I really liked that song, and I really wanted to put it on the album. Um, but there is a part in it that's done with horns that I just really felt would be difficult to get the song to feel the way it should without that. Uh-huh. Um, so I dug a little deeper into his catalog to find some, because I really like his voice and he, his songs tended to be very simple, like drums and bass, as this that song is, you know, drums and bass, maybe a little guitar and lots of his voice. So, you know, again, vo- very vocal heavy, yeah. which I think kids like Vocals and very front. simple. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, so I dug into that one. That one popped up. And that actually turns out that's Isaac's favorite song on the album. That He calls that one the Dada song um, because the chorus in the background is saying da 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 So he thinks he calls that the Dada song and likes that one a lot. Nice. That's how that one came about. Nice. And then the other one that we have not yet talked about is Barefoot, which is really fun. Yes. Yes. That is, you know, again, another one that is kind of a random uh soul song from uh who sings that originally i think wilson pickett maybe i don't remember who sings it originally anymore i did at the time i made the album when we'll, i had we'll, a, get our, we'll get our team of fact um, checkers on the case yeah right get them on there anyway <laughs> um so yeah that was one that's just a random soul song that i you know heard many times throughout my years of listening to random soul music from the 60s and 70s and you know, it's a it's a dance song about taking your shoes off. So that seemed like you know a very appropriate uh, for the the age group I was going for. Definitely, definitely. So, and, uh, and again, easy to do without horns. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that that you've got a, a bunch of ideas coming up for the fall, and I'm not asking for spoilers, except for one spoiler. <laughs> and I'm not even going to. So uh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, is there one song that you want people to be familiar with before they hear the da 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 and the dinos version? Yeah. I mean, well, many, many, um, but yes. Um, so there's one in particular that I really want to bring up because it's like when you, you know, when, you know, when you have a problem with a big company and you like email them about it and they ignore you, but then you like complain on social media and then suddenly they take care of your problem. Yes. So, I'm hoping that you can help me with an issue like that. So one of my favorite songs of all time is called The Martian Hop. Uh-huh. And it's by this band called The Newcomers, which is 
Well, let, let's review that. I think it's actually by a different random obscure soul group. Um, it is, but by a different random obscure soul group also on Stax Records, but I forget their name. But the the newcomer's version of the Martian Hop is uh-huh. one of the songs that will be on this project. It's, a, it's from Stax Records catalogs. It was one of their early singles. And it is a really weird, really at amazing soul funk song about the uh, Martians coming to earth and dancing <laughs> and the song is incredible. And it's, it's clearly stolen from the Jackson five, like not directly stolen, but like basically directly. So when you hear the song, when you, the, it, you just, all of the production elements, the style elements, it just sounds like the early Jackson five hits. So it just has to me, I love that kind of stuff where it's like, clearly there's so much history going on in this record where people were stealing ideas and trying to do things and there's a lot going on there and it's about aliens dancing (laughs) and there's sound effects and it's funky and everyone should listen to it over and over again so again it's called the martian hop and the version i like is by the newcomers okay oh and the 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 thing i forgot a whole important whole reason i brought it up was the reason why this needs to be amplified is because about a month or two ago, it came off of Spotify. Oh no! So Spotify has has like essentially every record that Stax has ever made is available on Spotify, and I have again a playlist of the entire Stax catalog, and I listen to that all the time. And the only song that has disappeared is this is the Martian Hop by the Newcomers. It's really? as if they personally went into my library and like, <laughs> what is the most random song that Michael listens to the most? <laughs> that no one else cares about and they took it away from me and I tried to email them I tried to get in touch with Spotify and they just placated me and they said yep sometimes that happens sometimes songs disappear sometimes they come back they wouldn't give me any specifics I was like tell me whether or not it's coming back because otherwise I'm canceling they wouldn't they wouldn't succumb to my threat (laughs) um so uh, this this needs to be amplified this issue needs to be dealt with Spotify, you need to put the Martian Hop by the newcomers back on your platform immediately, or hordes of fans right will be revolt and quit your service. I am so, so, I am so upset <laughs> to hear this, that because that's where I do most of my music gathering and listening is on Spotify, and if I can't get it on Spotify, I mean, I will, I will take drastic measures along with you. So you have a, you have a partner in, in this quest. Um, so, so Thank Michael, I need, I need yeah, support. totally. I got your back, man. I got your back. <laughs> what, um, so, so what, what are the best ways for, for people to, to keep up with you? You know, you mentioned new record coming out in the fall. It'll be the fall of 2019. Um, just for the time capsule. <laughs> when people listen to this 40 years from now yeah. or whatever. Um, so, where can we keep up with everything that's going on with Da 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 and the Dinos? Yeah, so as many parents, I'm sporadically uh, I'm better at, at being on my Instagram at times than others. I try and stay top of the Da Da and the Dino stuff because I want people to listen, but two-year-olds and life make that difficult. So, but I am on Instagram just at Da 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 and the Dinos. There's not a lot of Da 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 and the Dinos out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Instagram, Dino's website, Um That's where you can find us, Spotify, Dino's, everything, Dino's. Search for us, we'll be there. We sell onesies with cute dinosaur characters and, and things on our website. Uh, mm-hmm. So in addition to physical CDs, if you're an old person. 
um, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Awesome. Um, well, Micah, thanks so much. And thank you for reaching out to begin with to, to get together to, to talk about the project. And thank you for bringing some soul and some funk to the world of kids and family music. It's much appreciated. You know, I love the funky music. That was a great deep dive with Micah Forsyth from Da 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 and the Dinos. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, stay tuned and you can hear the full song from the Da 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 and the Dinos EP. Song is They All Asked For You. And it's funky and it's got soul and you're going to love it. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one. Here's Da 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 and the Dinos. They All Asked For You. Stuff.